I'm a nightmare walking, Brie Larson stalking Came to wrangle the dame up with nails up in the coffin I stay haunting, it's the ghost from Oakland West Coast is straight coasting Yeah, I got Lucille with Glenn's brains Walking dead, season eight and everything's changed Treehouse of Horrors, we stay lurking for Easter eggs And we counting down 11's, 11 nagos from Stranger Things Bucky Watts, right that shot, come with me Suicide Squad, yeah, we terrorize your city This the G-Splash, so just you get with it Cause if you don't, you won't know shit about shit at end Bucky Watts, right that shot, done with me Suicide Squad, yeah, we terrorize your city This the G-Splash, so just you get with it Otherwise, you don't know shit about shit at Still feeling the Hollywood, I mean Hollywood, Halloween vibes up in here. Still got them going. This is G-Splash, baby. Welcome to G-Splash, a.k.a. the dopest podcast on earth. This is the dope show. We get you sick pop, six sick pop culture news references. See how I saved that? G-Six. Yeah, right. Love yeah. I'm your host. I'm your ghost host. Ooh. Bradley Baxter, and this is my man Chris Spooky Watts. What's up? Episode number one oh three of the dopest podcast on earth. This, 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 this the dope show. Today we're talking all about Halloween. This is a Halloween special. Technically, we're talking about theme parks and their Halloween specialties. Yeah. So there's love, a lot of that. that going on. We got some uh, friends news, some Sony news, some Kanye news. A lot of stuff in the pop culture world, but before we get into that, let's talk about some upcoming episodes and announcements. We just had Splash Trash Man number 54. How'd it go? Did you feel good about it? Uh, it was So we did a different take because, you know, Katie and I can't seem to decide, uh, agree on the same movie sure. and how we feel about it. So yeah, we, we decided to go see different movies. Oh, so and that, then you both give a report on it. I like this. But I yeah. like when you guys butt heads. I like that you guys kind of come together and clash yeah. and go back and forth. But I think that that, that that throws a terror in like the relationship. So we had to like come to a, a center, get some kind of synergy to come back to. So we'll definitely be disagreeing a lot more coming up. Coming up, I'm sure. I see. I see a little, cl- a little uh, palate cleanser before you keep going. Yeah, yeah. So she had she she went saw black and blue. And I know if I wouldn't saw this movie, I probably would have called it trash. But I haven't seen it yet. She loved it. So she goes all all into detail about that. And then I saw the worst movie I think I've ever seen. No. Countdown. Countdown? Yeah. It's a horror movie about an app that tells you when you're going to die. Oh. I'm sure you've seen the trailer. This was bad. And it didn't. It's not good. It was straight trash. I got told after I, I like ten minutes into it, I was like ready to leave, and then after the movie, I was like, "Katie, don't go see this movie. I'm begging Please you, like, don't, don't, do don't go see it." Like, because she would have loved it, maybe, your... and then you would have been in a lot of trouble. Well, that was one thing I was afraid of, but the other thing was like, I just I, no human being should have to sit through this movie. Right, right. It was bad. It was bad. But I go all into it. Into further detail, if you want to hear that, it immediately yeah, follows this episode of G Splash. Yeah, uh, Splash Trash Man number fifty four follows this episode, like I just said. But next week, Chris, we're getting into the the good part of the year where the block blockbusters were in the summer. We get these winter hits. Uh, next week, we'll be talking on episode one hundred five about the Terminator franchise. So that'll be dope because we're gonna break it down. Are we gonna, we're gonna watch. Gonna, I, I got. I'm gonna go see that movie for sure. There's. I mean. It seems yeah, it like out, it's a good swing at a Terminator movie, so we'll see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Dark Fate. I'll be back again and again and again and again. <laughs> uh, they it's supposed to like eliminate what every other sequel after T two. Which they're right? like, you know what? Let's clean the slate. Anybody can do it now. You just make. I mean, and it's the perfect film series to do that, right? Because the time travel does already anyway. is hocus pocus. So they might as yeah, well just be like, anyway. well, well, you know what? Anything you've ever seen didn't happen after two because that was the last good one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like a movie does that shit anyway. Like oh, yeah. the, the storyline right. is meant for that. So it can bounce around, have some fun. With every that. movie can be something new, but this is supposed to have like the original characters and James Cameron back and all that good stuff. <laughs> You know, and then uh, Splash Trash Man 55, 
we'll be talking the uh, the Irishman, which a lot of people don't know. You won't be able to see on Netflix until November twenty seventh. Right. It'll be in some theaters, some theaters, not they're, major theaters. Pushing it to theaters. In, those indie theaters will will get it November first, uh, and then Motherless Brooklyn, and then uh, possibly Harriet as well, which looks really good. So that's coming up for our show. So we got some good stuff coming up, man. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're rocking. I mean, this peak is a great season. time of year. It's peak season. You got summer for blockbusters, and you got the end of the year for all the like holdouts, Oscar movies, holidays. Like we're gonna be yeah. rolling in it. You're gonna see start seeing some Oscar pushes. I've had more conversations with people about Joker, and I'm starting to feel better about myself. Okay, for giving it the the shade that I threw to it. So I think that's good. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into some news, baby. Chris, are we friends? We're friends, right? Yeah, I think we're friends. I would say that. I would, I would Let me tell that. you about my best friend. Speaking of friends, <laughs> Secret Friends, while a friend's traditional reboot revival is not in the cards, Jennifer Anderson recently told Ellen DeGeneres that she, uh, when she dropped by Ellen to promote the morning show, which is that new show on Apple Plus, Plus right? T- it's Apple, Apple TV, TV Plus. Get it called. right, Chris. Apple too many, TV too many Plus, things. Which you drops- get one thing. Which drops this Friday, so I don't know who's a member or who signed up for that just yet. But if you are, this show is being talked about all week. The morning show, her show, and that cast is actively trying to create something together. Uh, when pressed on what the secret project might be, uh, this is Friends, by the way, the, the show Friends, that cast. Right. So when she was pressed on what that secret project might, might be, uh, Jennifer Aniston joked that it's going to be a movie. Do we... So I, but before before we get into our opinions on this, I don't know if you caught the buzz. It kind of got quickly swept under the rug, but they were supposed to roll out this anniversary thing with friends in theaters. Oh, they actually like, did. Did you see that they were they, they like some theaters? Uh, there's one near me that's run by Cinema West. They did like you'd buy your ticket and they played like the six, five or six best friends episodes, like back to back to back. So like you went to watch the show in theaters. Right, right, but it caught a backlash, and a lot of theaters ended up having to refund people. Really? Yeah, it got it got bad, bad backlash. Um, Yikes! So, which means to me that people don't really want to see friends in theaters, but now they're talking about a movie. So, I'm wondering if maybe a streaming movie might do better. And now that it's on Apple TV Plus, that her shows on Apple TV Plus, it might be. Well, where are they going? Where's that? That that's back on. Friend, where, friend, where's Friends going? It's going to NBC's app, right? Interesting. So, be, who owns the rights? Is, I guess yeah. this is tough because, like, uh, my thing is, uh, I don't know. You go from a multi-camera or whatever it's called, like at that point, like a fixed area, yeah, sitcom, sitcom, like that was one of those that was kind of defining the nineties, and then you're gonna change the way it's filmed entirely to be filmed in a movie format or are you going to keep it the same format as shot as the original show? Cause that's, that's part of that's like a living part of the show. It's like when you, if you're going to commit to something, you got to make sure it feels like the old thing. Cause it'll feel too separate and disjointed. If you do it, film it like a movie. So then it's just people watching an extra, extra right. long episode of friends, which I, I sound like I'm against this idea. I think if they won't, should, they should explore something. I think that, this is just a part of culture when it comes to content nowadays and what we like to see from storytelling, right? We like to yeah. see revivals and we like to do it before but yes. everybody's dead. Like, think about it. Now they're all coming <laughs> back and doing a Ghostbusters movie and Harold Ramis can't be there because he's dead. And it's like, yeah. if they would have got on the horse earlier, we wouldn't have had the Ghostbusters movie that bombed and we would have got a Ghostbusters movie that had at least well, some different plot th- or they all three would have been in it. He's already dead, I'm he- saying then. But three years yeah. before that, they could have got on it, knocked it out while they were all still alive. Then you get to a point where it's like, uh-oh, Courtney Cox's Botox exploded, and now she's gone. And so now we got to freaking, now we can't ever make it with Monica. If we ever do, it's got to be at Monica's fucking funeral. So I think that just get it done now. Give it give it to the people. Make sure it's really good, and then just walk, be done. I mean, yeah, I don't Like, Entourage was quick to do their movie. and Yeah, and then get out of town. And then nobody ever cared to hear back from yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, oh, either way. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if people have... Has anybody seen that movie? I've seen it. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, you seen yeah. the? <laughs> yeah, but it was like, yeah, it was me. It was definitely different. It was just like more yeah. boobs and <laughs> and more cuss words, really. Even though it was on HBO. Anyway, boobs um, and cussies. Yeah, I I was never a big fan of the show though. Friends, I don't like that show. Really, I huge love it. 
huge. You you're down for the like what Chandler Bing is up to? Do you yeah, think what have they been up to since then? What are they doing? You know, what are, they, how are they gonna? Life? So are they gonna do like the El Camino thing where it takes place like right after? Are they gonna like reference Joey Joey's sit, spinoff failure? <laughs> like, didn't you go to L.A.? And yeah, I'm sure they would do something facing like that, but like. You know, there's always in those things, these revival or, or reunion episodes, there's always something that brings people back together. Or it's well, like, oh, like, we got to go you... to somebody's fucking birthday party. Something, and then, right. Yeah. I did like this concept, but I, I didn't finish out the series and wasn't like, yeah, this is great. It was uh, the 90210 revival of. So basically, they rebooted that. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And what they did there was the cast members come back at like a con. Or some kind of fan reunion. So they're playing themselves, but in this like different mm. fantasy world or non I don't know what you call it. They call it something. I've read about it. But, you know, Jason Priestley is playing himself and all the actors are playing themselves in this different life. Right. It's pretty interesting. Kind of confusing at first because I had to remember all the names from the, from the show. But mm-hmm. that's a show. I mean, that show is what? 30 years old? No. 30, yeah. More. 25. More like 25. Less. 20. It's like 20 years old. Like Friends 10, is like 10. Five, 10. How old is Friends? 12? 92? Friends is 92? I mean, that's from first episode. No, it uh, can't be yeah. 92. That's not possible. No. They were there in 2001 after. Like 94. 96. 94 96. to 2004. All right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, speaking of revivals and comebacks, we got to talk about this. <laughs> Kanye West record that dropped. Yeah. Along with the movie, I haven't seen this movie. Apparently, it's in IMAX. I didn't. It wasn't even in theaters here. Have you heard any of this record? I have not. I know that it's a gospel record. It is a gospel record. Have you and, heard any uh, of this record? I have heard this record. And what do you and think? I, I gotta say, the best song on there is definitely the song with uh, Kenny G. But it's probably gonna be playing right about now in the background a little bit. I'm not gonna. Fantastic! Don't get us. Don't get us flagged. Yeah, I don't want to get God suing us. You know. Uh, it, it's okay. There's some good songs on it. I enjoy it, but you know, I'm a Kanye fan. I don't. I tend to ignore a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. um, but the music's is, good. Is, it, is this a weird move for him? Is this about on brand? What do you What well, do you he think? He just did. He just did this. That he just did probably one of the best carpool karaoke's ever. Really? Uh, he did. He did a whole plane. Cool. He does a whole plane, <laughs> air pool karaoke or wherever you want to call wow. it. Wow. Okay. So he's got his whole uh, Sunday service on the plane with James, what's his name, James Corb, Corbin? Yeah, James Corbin, yep. Anyway, so he does like an interview and then they do songs and they do like Jesus Walks and... Sure. So it's worth it's a watch. Definitely... Can you get a little insight on this move he's made now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he talks about it. He's basically like, yeah, I uh, always wanted to start a church in Calabasas and, and they talk about some of the lyrics and da-da-da-da. I don't know what the move is, if it's really that, or every movie made was getting negative. So now, you know, you find, you throw God in the mix. Right. And then no one can really. Sure. It's hard to be negative on that approach. But you could, I mean, you could call it a gimmick, you could call it whatever. But I think but I think maybe, it's pretty good. Maybe I think, he's just taking a different turn, different direction in his life. And yeah, making, it's probably. Making, you know, maybe it's better for him. Maybe it's healthier for him. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of mess ups and corrections, yeah, you got that. You got that PlayStation Four, right? I got a four. Some? Got a four. So with all the with all this streaming stuff going on, you're starting to see some of these older services fall apart. But uh, you right. you have do you pay for a view? No, God Sony no. View? Don't even know what it, okay. I mean. I, I know what it is, but I don't even like know what Sony View is because right, right, right. Like I'm so I don't even I've never even seen anything that would even attract me to wanting to have Sony View. Well, Sony View is Sony's PlayStation streaming service you don't necessarily have to have a playstation to have it but they are i guess they're calling it quits a uh, report from <laughs> calling or quits <laughs> the the information states that sony has uh, fallen significantly behind other streaming service providers and subscriptions and service features but here's where it gets crazy i'm gonna read this story and we can talk about it because there are some really notable things to take note of here the sale would include their streaming technology and full subscriber list, compromise of roughly half a million households. So that's big. Hang on to that. Okay. Uh, one company Sony approached to purchase the service is sports-oriented streaming platform Fubo TV. Sources say that uh, Fubo turned them down. Uh, Sony has reported contacted Bank of America Merrill Lynch to help assist with the sale. 
Sources say that Sony hopes to raise their stock price by ridding itself of the unprofitable service. One issue is the high price to secure the content on their platform, as well as their lack of original content. Another is how little leverage Sony has in the film and TV business arenas to pick and choose partnerships. At the base subscription level, it's $45 a month, and PlayStation View includes access to over 45 channels, including AMC, FX, and ESPN. My God. It's basically cable. Yes. The thing is, there's probably a lot of people in the gaming industry and gaming worlds, right, that, that have this subscription i know they offer seven days or whatever which i've very closely been like oh let me maybe they're not really offering like i said it's not offering any original content but sony's been hacked before playstation's been hacked before with customer subscription information right right right. they went through that whole thing and now they're selling it and they have rough it says half a million but i would say it's got to be Half a million households. I would bet it's more than that. It's got to be more than that. I mean, and they're selling that information. That's there. There's always. I mean, which all, is weird, all right? The money, right? <laughs> I mean, I would think that Sony's on a on a verge of creating their own, but at the same time, it's got to be the only thing that's holding them back from doing some selling altogether. Is got to be their ties to Marvel, all right? That Spider Man thing has got to be the only thing that's like stopping them from selling anything. Yeah. I mean, because if they sell that, they lose that. Right. So they've got to hold on to everything. But it's like they're trying to hold on to one part of the boat while the rest of it sinks. It feels like mm-hmm. they're just like, OK, cool. If we just hold on to this fucking chair, then we'll be fine. And they're like, the whole boat's underwater. <laughs> well, it's true, though. But like at the same time, like that Spider-Man is the only thing that's really their only fran- one, their only franchise. They don't have. stake in anything else there's no theme park stuff they're making money off of there's nothing what's the i mean they sell they sell tvs yeah i mean aside from like the playstation and the playstation 5 is being very under the under the microscope as that thing gets rolled out they're not they're not making moves in the streaming world because they can't they're not no one really wants to mess with because they don't have a franchise that they can really bank off in the streaming realm so they might as well just they're folding that door and trying to sell it off. So, I mean, there's there's good stuff that Sony has. It's just falling short, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Tough on them. So weird. Bad for Sony, but maybe uh, maybe they're doing better than we think. You know? But they should but probably. You know what they should? <laughs> Speaking of magic, though, Hocus Pocus Disney Pluckus. I don't know why I thought that was cool, but <laughs> like it sounds it. terrible now that I said no, it. Oh, no, I like uh, it. You got to have conviction in it. And I dug that. I'm very confident. <laughs> Uh, Hocus Pocus, the sequel, I guess, is in works. Uh, though no deals are in place, Collider reports that Disney is hoping they'll be able to get Midler, Parker, and what is her name, Chris? Talking about Bette Midler, Parker. Oh, that's, uh, Najimi? Najimi? No, that can't be right. Yeah, I don't know. Najimi. We'll say say Najimi. All right, cool. Uh, They'll all join the sequel's cast. Uh, Collider added that if they do join, it's not known if they'll be the main characters in the film. But back in 2014, Midler said that she, as well as her co-stars, would be down for a sequel. Uh, This is like a big Halloween movie. Huge Halloween movie. Absolutely love this movie. And I've got to be honest, like... I don't think I've seen all of it. Really? It's it's a and fun I'm, holiday movie. I think here's the deal. I have a big, I have a real, I have a lot to say about Hocus Pocus. And here it is. Um, I am under the opinion that having both a Halloween movie and something that is family friendly, it's very doable. But I think when you put those things together, 95% of the time you get garbage. Like you get like, Double, double, toiling trouble with the Olsen twins. Hot garbage. Like, there are these movies, it's like Halloween Town. No disrespect to Disney Channel and Disney Channel original movies. Halloween Town sucks. It's okay. It's halfway home. It doesn't suck. But, like, there's all these movies you look through this library of, like, what can I watch with the whole family that's fun? Or what can I throw in the background where we're carving pumpkins or whatever? And there's just not that many good, (laughs) solid movies that are a little spooky, a little fun, 
but also just the end of the night, you're like, that was an easy watch. And I think Hocus Pocus, it was popular when I was a kid. That. It's probably always been popular, but like I feel like, especially in the last two and a half, three years, I see a lot more Hocus Pocus merchandise. I see that movie right. on all the time. I see posts that are like, watching Hocus Pocus on Instagram and all that stuff. So I'm like, I I see how it's grown in popularity. Maybe it's come. Maybe it, maybe it's grown in popularity. But what I really do think is it's. It feels like it's a cult favorite. If like you if go to like like it's worth a Google. Let's say like best family friendly. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be like number Halloween one Halloween movies. I'm gonna see. I just want to know because I know like Ernest Scared Stupid is actually a really good movie. And then Classic. yeah, and then you have like Hotel Transylvania, Hocus Pocus. Goosebumps, which came out a couple years back, and then you go into mm. more like the real. I mean, Hotel Transylvania is, but you go into animated Monster House is a fantastic movie, but it's really just it's different. Paranorman is one of my favorite animated movies, but a lot of kids are staying with it because it's kind of got a more adult story to it. Nightmare Before Christmas is always confusing because is it a Christmas movie? Is it a Halloween movie? Nobody knows. Right. And then right. you really get into stuff that's like you get into the real stuff after that. I'm talking like Halloween Town three and like. Like really, like what else we got down here? Let me just let me. Well, Frank and Weenie actually that's a pretty good movie. Uh, yeah, Spooky Buddies, uh, Casper, Coraline, fantastic. So like for every, and I'm skipping a bunch. Like for every ten of these that I would not just put on in the back, there's one. Like for every Corpse Bride, you get one girl versus monster from 2012. So I do think that's probably where its popularity comes from, and I'm, I'm glad that not the actresses and and just the the whole cast in general hopefully is on board to do something because I don't know I think if you have a good base to work off of you could maybe make something fun and clever and kitschy and family friendly again right it would be a disney plus thing yeah. um it would would you want a show would you want a reboot what what would be the just a freaking sequel fix. just a straight up sequel a sequel get that a movie get that wispy haired kids kid and then and then he's like, "Ooh, you're never gonna remember." Maybe you work in time travel, so they have to go back to, to when they were alive. I don't know, but do something that's just quit. No, don't make it a show. Don't make it something cute like that. Just make the movie. Here's another chapter of this story. Move on. Boom! You heard it from the man himself. Okay. <laughs> Strong feelings. Saying on the streaming stuff, man. This has been a big talked about controversial. As much as it could be controversial thing in the news, but Netflix Speed Wars, uh, Netflix is testing a new feature where users can speed up or slow down the pace of their shows. You can slow uh-huh. the playback speed down to 0.5 or 0.75, or speed it up to 1.25 or one and a half. This means you can watch series in slow motion <laughs> or burn through the valves of battery fastly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. I do tend, I will say this, like, I know it's a YouTube feature, and I do use it. Yeah. Uh, especially with tutorials, uh, especially on, and things I, I want to get through, but I don't know how I feel about watching a movie. I can say that I have watched a few, a few things to speed up, because I didn't have time to cram them in, but I usually don't like watching, like, episodes or movies in a faster or definitely not a slower pace. What a strange. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. And when I first was, when you were first reading through this news, I was like, okay, yeah, there's this, that, and the other thing that makes sense. But then you're right because I'm thinking about like I do use that function to speed things up on uh, YouTube when I'm watching something, or when mm-hmm. I'm like a quick piece of content that I'm like like a top ten list on Watch Mojo. Like I'll be like, okay, cool. I just want to. I only have I have ten minutes till a meeting, so I'm just gonna buzz through this so I can have some time to go get there or whatever. Right. And then I'll do that on audiobooks a lot. Um, I'll put it into like 1.5, so it's moving a little quicker because I can absorb the information faster than the reader usually is going. But like, mm. and with podcasts, sometimes longer ones. But like, that's a long stretch of content that you're trying to focus on, like just through my through auditory, or if you're doing a smaller video, like you were saying, how to maybe it's audio and visual, but like. Why would I, I guess the question comes to mind is like, sure, there's times I might want to slow something down, like, oh, watch this cool scene, watch it slower. But like, why would I ever want to speed up a show? Like, I'm not going to put on The Office in the background and speed it up. The only time I can think this would be useful to me is if there was something I had to watch for our for our show or for like, not homework, but like, they were like, hey, man, remember, we have a freaking book club this week, but we're about shows, so you better have that watch. And it's like, oh, shit, I missed it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when would I ever want to speed up the content I'm watching? If it's new content, 
I have to have some sort of deadline. And if it's old content, I don't need it faster. Interesting. I mean, yeah. I guess I'm sure we'll find ways. I'm sure as soon as this thing, this all happens, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you got to watch freaking Wizard of Oz in 1.5, man. It's a trip. <laughs> <laughs> right like this like it's not like we're adding a soundtrack or anything to it it's not like hey watch that you need what you need to do is you need to put that uh wizard of oz on that 2.0 speed yeah. and then line up the kanye west record oh, yeah. uh jesus is oh, king and it'll fucking blow your mind man yeah no i don't know but it's definitely catching heat in hollywood like all every all course like all the direct like not all of them but some directors have come out and I've been like, oh, yeah, it's going to be messing up my art, man. Yeah. And you're going to deal with that. I don't know. Netflix is trying to hang on. So they're, it doesn't surprise me they're trying to do whatever they can. It's not, it's not the worst feature. They're spending $2 billion on content. So let's probably focus on that. <laughs> Speaking of wasted content, uh, your boys... David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, they're leaving the galaxy, my boy. Are people happy about that, or are they sad about it? I mean... Anyway, back in August, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, hit us up, hit us up. Back in August, it was reported that the duo signed a multi-year deal with Netflix, but the pair pointed to the deal and said that they were simply too busy to do their Star Wars trilogy. Now, for those who don't know, real quick, they're supposed to... They were signed on... They were supposed to do the last season of Game of Thrones, which they rushed through. Yeah, they they womp, womp, womped it because they were anxious to do this Star Wars trilogy. Then they got signed on to do some Netflix stuff. So now the pair pointed to the deal and said that they are simply too busy to do the Star Wars trilogy. There are only so many hours in a day and we felt that we could not do justice to both Star Wars and our Netflix projects. So we're regretfully stepping away. Uh, the first of the Star Wars films was previously expected to drop in 2022. And that was expected to explore a storyline outside of the Star uh, Skywalker saga. Chris, I got to ask, is this, uh, is this Feige? Is this Feige making moves? Maybe. I mean, this is so funny. Joe Kramer and I, uh, Joe, who's on the po- podcast last week. Is that last mm-hmm, week? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about this today when the news came out or whatever, just about like what a strange whole situation this has been because they had that cherry deal lined up to do that show. They wanted to do after game of Thrones on HBO confederate. And then they were like, well, maybe we, then, then the freaking star Wars came through and they were like, well, you know, maybe it's not the right time to do this show. And it wasn't fully developed and blah, blah, blah. So I think there's a better opportunity for us to go to star Wars. Right. And then they get this fat Netflix thing. And all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, star Wars, we just can't do it justice. And so half me is like, I think these guys are just freaking chasing the money. And at the end of the day, and I think we see that in some of the game of Thrones stuff, but like, I also think that, and Joe, when we had a great point or he had a great point on this, like, Maybe they're just not that good. Like, maybe they got lucky. They're one, you know those people. You know them in life. Like, there's somebody that was doing something great, and they went to do something less great, and then they went to do something less great. And you get to a point where you're just like, are you even that great, or did you just get lucky at the top, and you've been hitting every branch on the way down the the suck tree? And so, uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's I'm, me. I'm not saying <laughs> shout out. Me. I'm not saying these guys are like non-talented that they don't they aren't that they I'm not that not from a creative standpoint. What I'm saying is, I think Game of Thrones was maybe a great source material for them to work from a great cast. They got lucky to get, and they, they got lucky long enough until the end when they bombed it. And then now it's sort of like, well, we had this idea, but it didn't work out. Well, now star Wars paid us this, but, oh, and maybe Feige was like, you guys kind of fucking suck. And so they're like, okay, we're going to go follow this thing. So like, I think the true test is whatever they end up do making, whatever that ends up being, if it is this next Netflix thing, how that performs because if that comes out and it's kind of garbage i think we can definitively say these guys got lucky they're not that good they removed themselves from multiple projects when in fact they're probably just trying to get paid fat and and they they blow maybe they even know it they're probably listening right now if they i mean they don't but are like he got us he caught us we fucking suck and everyone's gonna know soon like that uh, g-spot podcast they really nailed it on the head of us to the wall bd db DB, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff with Star Wars is, keeps coming out. I mean, Ryan Johnson still supposed is he he's supposed to still have his trilogy, right? Yeah, they said that he said they were like, we don't think it's gonna happen, and now I hear that it is gonna happen. 
but also the Mandalorian's new trailer dropped and it looks great and its reception already is like unreal. So there's some positives, there's some weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my question to you, I, I have not seen the trailer and I didn't, not that this is really related to the trailer, but I've been hearing a lot of things from some pretty traditional classic OG fans. Star Wars is really, or Disney's really banking on the Mandalorian and they're kind of putting the money in that basket to kind of gloss over how bad number nine is going to be really yeah i don't know what about do you that have, you think you think nine's going to be where I do you think, think i don't think where, do, where do you think well as of right now where do you think the franchise is hoping episode nine will be as far as the ranking of films probably what, probably three four i would say four would be four, four would be okay four would mean we did something good any well, lower than four, it's going to be, and I think it'll be woof. Not woof, it'll just be like, woof. okay, I think it needs to be four or be so good that, it's, that it bumps Return of the Jedi. Um, it's got to be, I mean, be there. Is Return of the Jedi the best one you think, or, or is it Hulk? No, 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 I mean, it's got to bump three. It's Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. Empire Strikes Back is and the best one. And then it's probably, it's always a toss-up, but I think New Hope, and I think a lot and then, of lists would agree, then New Hope, and then Return, and then... I don't know. Then you get into a weird point where I think it's probably, <laughs> I think it probably goes Force Awakens and then jumps to uh, Revenge or Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it'll definitely. I mean, it needs to. It needs to bump Force Awakens down into that four spot, uh, and then it needs to. I mean, it will. I think they'll be real happy if it hits three. And people, if people get to the end, they're like, "Wow, I really don't can't decide between Return of the Jedi and that one." You know. So I think, mm, oh, this one actually had this and this. So and it did this. It's got a lot. I mean. The thing that Return of the Jedi had is that it not only was, you know, the end of that first story arc, but like it also came out of Empire Strikes Back. So it was riding on a huge high, although at the time when Empire Strikes came back, people didn't really love it. People did, but there was a lot of people that did. So I think that it came out of that. And then this one's coming out of a very tumultuous situation with The Last Jedi. So we'll see. But I I don't know. I think it's good. I think that 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 whole situation is mutually. It's not. It's mutually, I shouldn't say it's either mutually exclusive or inclusive. It's basically just, I think that they're putting such an emphasis on The Mandalorian because it's a big driver of Disney+. Plus. I think that the mm. way the Marvel shows broke out, they're like, hey, get in on Disney+, Plus and we're going to give you a kick-ass, amazing Star Wars show that's different from any other Star Wars thing you've seen. We're going to give that to you right up front so you can get hooked, and that'll dra- that'll pull you to Marvel, and then we'll get you in the machine. I think the hardest part of the streaming service is getting that hook in the beginning that gets people in and keeps them there to get to the next big stuff until there's so much content that people just can't keep up with all of it. Ah, see, I, I, I guess I would disagree with you there. I think um, they've done so much stuff to get people hooked onto this thing that's well, hard to avoid. of course, yes. Especially just announcing Marvel stuff. I mean, when you have the biggest movie in the world ever of all time, sure. fan base glued in with... Even though they don't come out for another year, like you're pretty much set. I'll say that I think that um this show is gonna be the best Star Wars thing that might have ever come out. I'm saying that very early. I know that, but I think this is gonna shit on everything. Wow, that'd be, that'd I be think fun. I, worst case scenario, it's gonna shit on any of the side stuff because I really I mean, like Rogue One. You're just talking, was, you're talking about a, the films. You're not talking about the other properties, right? I was talking about like yeah, like like all the side stuff, like Rogue One, and because I mean it's and, gonna have and all the animation. Just, no, but like all the all the animation. Stuff, wow, yes, that's I a think, big statement since they have three great. I mean, phenomenal Clone Wars, Clone Wars, and Rebels are all amazing shows. No, because this is gonna be like the this is gonna be like the bad guy stuff. Like it's gonna be the Han Solo that we didn't get. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna yeah, it, that's John true. Favreau this looks already like that. John Favreau is gonna have the flavor in your ear. Absolutely. Like Craig Mack, you know what Absolutely. I mean? He's going to he's going to he's a guy who's all about the nostalgia. He's going to set it off and I think is going to be he's going to drop a bomb. And I think that's why you see Disney Plus really or Disney in general just putting it I feel like I'm getting more plug and I'm more hyped about this show than the movie. Hey, and it then that, out I think same, that's okay. I think that's it. they want to hit you they want to hit you with the one two punch. Yeah, they're giving you the Mike Tyson we'll call it let's call it the mike tyson because they're knocking you out yeah they're gonna get you with a knockout yeah yeah all right speaking of knockouts let's get into this 
Kabow! Marvel Zombies. Yeah, just a quick little uh, comic book of the week shout out to Marvel Zombies. Mm-hmm. Very exciting stuff. This is actually a, a really great thing. It, it definitely taps into the multi-universe, or multiverse rather. Like as I was going through it, I was like, man, there's. it starts off with the ultimate universe, right? Yeah, it's a little bit right? of a mix between, it's a mix between both basically, like a crossover type thing. But if you have not uh, ever heard of this, uh, we're also doing Comic Book of the Week. This is actually something that's old, not new. We thought because of Halloween, this would be a great opportunity to like do something a little bit different. And Marvel Zombies is a fun zombie take on the Marvel Universe. It was a five-issue series that came out in 2005, 2006, um, the end of 05 to 06. So uh, it's basically, I mean, it's it's cool because it was written by Robert Kirkman, who you know from uh, one of the, the, one of the co-creators on The Walking Dead and a bunch of other, he's worked on a ton of other stuff across uh, different platforms all over. Um, it was the first series, so Marvel Zombies ended up having Marvel Zombies 2, 3, 4, and 5 over the, the six-year, seven-year span. Um, it's basically just a quick synopsis. It's set in an alternate universe where the world's superhero population is, has been infected with a virus, which turns them into zombies. Pretty straightforward. Uh, but not everybody. The series was spun out of events of the crossover story arc of Ultimate Fantastic Four, where zombie Reed right. Richards tricked his ultimate counterpart into opening a portal to the zombie universe, only for the latter to contain the former... Uh, from ever coming to his universe. Ladder, to contain the former, from ever coming to his universe. So basically, yeah, it's this idea where all the heroes get infected by this virus, and then they're immediately, you know, super, they retain all their superpowers. For the most part, they kind of have their personalities intact still, but they're they're all gory and messed up, and overnight, they almost just wipe out anybody that's not a superhero. So it's a planet just populated by... Superhero zombies and a few that have escaped and are trying to fight back or find something else to do. And that's kind of where the story always goes. Who's left over and what are they doing to try and not only not just stop, but just escape or find a different way. Or it doesn't always come down to like last stand, which is cool. Right. The thing I really like about this is actually you see you see uh, Marvel characters interact with each other that definitely not even necessarily team up or fight each other. But like you they just come into interaction with each other that aren't normally yes you wouldn't really see like there needs to be some kind of thread in a comic story for somebody like wolverine to be hanging out with silver surfer or someone like magneto to be around black panther like those are weird things that there's like okay why are we teaming up and in this one it's just like they're just fucking zombies they don't have they don't need a reason i mean the biggest thing too is like even and they're not even zombies. Is uh, Magneto and Reed Richards? Yeah, like, Magneto and Reed Richards are together. I, I was, and like when I yeah when I read that, that I was like, oh wow, I, w- I would have never thought to see those two together. Like acolytes and Forge are on there, and like Forge and like, like Forge got Forge got a little gut going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Black <laughs> Panther's like been eaten up a little bit, but he's still yeah. Here, Black so Panther's like, missing a missing some limbs. Yeah, you get to see it's a, it's a really weird world, and I think it one thing I really like about it and why I brought this up as being our comic book of the week is. It's so it's timely for one Halloween, but also right, timely in the right. sense that DC Comics is right in the middle of their Black Label series, Deceased, Deceased which is yeah. almost identical. It's literally a techno virus infects people through their phones and turns them into zombies and how the world deals with that. So this was, I feel like, and not necessarily ahead of its time in the sense that zombie stuff's been around for you know a long time, but like 0506 for Marvel Comics, because I was just kind of getting into Marvel at that point really heavy, like it felt mm. so different. It felt like it was gritty. It felt like it was something you might find at like Dark Horse or Vertigo or like even farther. Like, And this was a main Marvel kind of title they were pushing out there was this kind of right. bloody gritty series and I think that's really cool that they were able to push that and try something new and try something weird that we has had repercussions. Like in we talked about this earlier, Brad, but in Secret Wars, the big ginormous story arc that Marvel had two years, three years ago now, there's a world in that that's zombie world. So like it's still a thing that people like, that people are interested in. We always love to see our heroes and villains get just fucking decimated, I feel like, and see what happens. But like this is definitely a cool read to check out. There's a ton of content if you're at all interested in zombies. And superheroes, this is such a cool mashup. Is like, what would happen if these people decide to fucking eat each other? <laughs> and I will, yeah, no, and I will say this too. You've nailed it right on the head. But I think too, now looking back at at the series, I think the the heroine is funny, and the, he's a perfect one to do it. Deadpool, I think Deadpool's sure. role in this whole thing is bigger than 
I thought it was, and I think that there's nobody better to do it, especially when you're talking about traveling to multiple yes. Earths and, and whatnot. I think it also gives creative freedom, which is really interesting to see. Not 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 like it's something we don't see in comic books a lot, but like the fact that they can do this thing in here where you have like, okay, let's give Deadpool a thing because he can talk to people and he can talk, he can have his own zombified head with him at times. And right. then, but you can also say, let's do weird things where the ultimate universe is around. So let's have people jumping away like they're trying to escape this universe by going here and we can look at characters in different ways and we can mess around with like, what if that guy did this? Like it's what you said earlier about team ups, but just in general comic books have a way of you you catch a storyline and you read that storyline to the next one this one's just yeah. hey what let's just freaking free for all and see what happens and I, I like that take the other thing i will say too is the <laughs> the artwork is definitely 2005 oh yeah it's right? got this kind of like yeah weird like, very tomb raider yeah. like the, the tomb I like raider that about uh, it too. high-waisted panties oh uh, yeah there's, over some, there's the, some scenes with some gals over the top yeah. which is very Funny spiky. to think about that that being a thing, but yes, Britney Spears, J Lo, they all did it. It was a thing. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Definitely check it out at a local comic book shop. Definitely worth. You can yes. buy it online. It uh, they're doing you can it get, in you can full get, hardcover graphic you can do the novel full volume. by volume. Yeah, 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 yeah you, you can do, do volume yep, one yep, through. Yep. For whatever, so anyway, you can find it uh, comic shop online. You should definitely take a look. It's a cool thing to have out around the holidays of Halloween too. You can lay it on a coffee table. People are like, "That looks spooky." It's a fun little thing. Next on the agenda, you know, we got Halloween going, and I think this is perfect, Chris. You, this is your idea. You're gonna set this one up, but let's talk about Pop of the Week. I'm so excited for this. Pop of the Week is what I'm calling it. Pop of the Week. Uh, basically, this is a Funko Pop vinyl. Because we love, me and Brad, we're just crazy about these little guys. We, we're big collectors. Like, Junkies. We're too into it. Um, so I, I know where mine's fun. going. Every week we're calling out a comic book or something like that. Let's call out a pop two, one that's come out recently, that's, or maybe it could be throwback, uh, but that one that really stands out that we think or that we think is just very interesting. Uh, I also go ahead and post that on our Instagram page. Uh, so if you are on Instagram, be sure to follow us on uh, G Splash Podcast. That's uh, that's our name on there. Uh, and so you can see the one we're going to be talking about. So you can kind of get a visual of what it looks like. But we'll just talk through. Uh, this week, I want to talk about Cosmic Ghost Rider. Uh, it oh launched. It's an L.A. Comic-Con exclusive that launched like two weeks ago or whatever. Uh, it is amazing. If you don't know Comic Ghost Rider, or Cosmic Ghost Rider, it's basically in the future Frank uh, Miller who or Frank Castle who's the Frank Punisher. Castle, Frank yeah. Miller, the writer. Frank Castle who's the Punisher gets the Ghost Rider spirit of vengeance in him, but then they're going around space on a freaking space motorcycle, and he's like Wait. basically a mercenary in space. And he's got to take care of Thanos, baby Thanos. Yeah, there's like this whole time well, thing, like, and where Thanos gets he's like, reborn. Yeah. He's basically Cable. But like a fiery right. headed one in a spacesuit, so he has to wear this baby Th- Thanos on his chest. So this pop does a great job. It gives you him in his red armor with his flaming head. He's holding his like signature gun, space gun, and he's got this little purple Thanos strapped to his chest. Such a cool like the design work that the always really attracts that. me. I love the design work on pops. Have you looked at this one yet, Brad? I haven't seen it yet. But you're saying the pop has a baby Thanos attached oh, to his you've chest. Got, why don't you just pop on your phone? And I'm look at our Instagram. Google. Hey, I'm about to do what or we just do best Google over it. here and go with the Google. Go the Google. Uh, amazing. Such a cool one. Um, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a big fan. Is it still available? What can, Is it so possible they, to get? Or yeah, we gotta, you can get it we online. It's a little bit hand. pricey online. I mean, it's not pri- – I mean, whatever. It's like 33 bucks. it's going for. But, like, uh, if you have a Hot Topic near you, it's a shared exclusive. So you can pop into Hot Topic and it will have the LA Comic Con sticker on there. Um, which is a new a line that I've never actually seen before. Uh, as far as them doing their own stuff, exclusives make sense though. But it's super cool. Um, I, I dig the detail work. I'm a sucker for the detail work, man. So uh, if uh, you do have Thanos, a chance, yeah, no, this is great. It's great, right? Like he's the fire's kind of translucent, so you can still see the skull and the eyes kind of glow. Mm. Um, super great. If you do end up popping onto our Instagram and taking a look, uh, we asked a question. So just tell us if you think it's. Uh, I love stealing this bread. If it's a splash trash or meh. If you think, oh yeah, it's cool, or you're like, I don't give a shit about oh, this, this thing, splash. or you're like, this one's dope. This one's this one's a splash. Is this is probably going to be the only? Uh, you know me, I'm very particular with the pops that I get. Sure, because I'm very selective. But it's a one shot, so I like those for people shot. like you, where there's no set, it's just one. So two things that have got me recently with the Marvel stuff. I'm usually like, I'll stick to the MCU stuff. I got certain scenes, certain movies. Yep. I'm usually very particular about. Uh, this is going to be probably the first Marvel one I buy that's like outside of like the 80 year right. anniversary stuff. Right. 
because I do have a Namor. Uh, mm, nice. But other than that, that's everything else is all. I do have some Spider Verse stuff, but you got some other stuff than that. Going. Yeah, I've got some cool stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I'm saying like I think everything other than that, everything is MCU as far as Marvel. But this one I didn't even know about until just now. So I'm nerding out, and I'm not hyped about paying that secondhand price. But if I, if I could find it cheaper, you can always find. Although if you want to protect your pops, you can always protect them with a nice pop joint at the bottom in our link below. Absolutely, protect your pop. Uh, but I think the the other thing too is that that Wolverine in the eighty year is also one that's caught my eye. Yeah, yeah, his original suit. Yes, yes, with his the whiskers. cat whisker suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's this one. this one right here is. Oh man, this this one's nice. This yeah. one's nice right here. I gotta give the air horn. Alright, Chris, let's get into this Hollywood mix. We've been we got a long episode going right now. We're killing it. But let's talk Yeah, we are. You know how we do over here, G Splash. But today we're talking about the theme park fun and Halloween. We're probably gonna favor two, maybe three parks, because I'm from California and those are the parks I miss. Dig but it. Chris, I'm hoping you can take take over some of maybe that Florida stuff. I mean, uh, I don't know a ton of that. I'm more, yeah, you know, I'm more familiar with California too. But I can do a quick little uh, thing. First, let's talk about the differences. And I wanted originally this is the 50th anniversary for the Haunted Mansion, yeah. and I wanted to talk about this before we get into to the deep dive because I know one of the questions I wanted to ask Chris was, I understand the the changeover for what Disneyland does and yep. and even Disney World with do they do it over at Disney World? With the with the Haunted Mansion over there, Disney too? World, I believe I'm gonna say, and you can correct me if you're someone listening. Someone listening, I don't think they do because while they do some light decorating and stuff, they usually don't do ride changeovers because uh, they get more international tourists that are coming to the to mm-hmm. Walt Disney World. While California is a little bit more about like changing, shaking things up for their annual pass holders. Gotcha. So we all right. Then we'll say this. I don't because because we don't know about Florida, but I will say that I don't like that. It's changed over to Nightmare, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, so early in the year. Um, you know, this is this is interesting bringing up because I am on the opposite side where I have never had a problem. I think it's really cool they change it over so that through the months of November and or through through October, November, and December, you get to go and do the Nightmare Before Christmas because I think it's really a really cool thing to do and and fun. But I agree with you on this one because it's the 50th anniversary. I would have liked them to hold out until the day after Halloween or like it's just what it really comes down to for them is a transitional period and it takes like a week and a half to get it all decorated. So they want to do it a slow month in the beginning of October. Then they want to do it in November when it gets starts. The park starts to get really busy. So it's a logistical thing, but I wish they had just said, hey, it's the 50th anniversary. We're going to keep the mansion normal this year instead of doing the flip over. Right. And I know and I know that that Nightmare Before Christmas is a big fan favorite. People love that during the holidays. It rides out from it's actually gone as early as September now all the way through to January where they change it over. But this year I was hoping it would be a little bit something more special. But a lot of this stuff is still pretty new. In in the sense of, you know, Disney didn't used to do it. I want to say Beetlejuice in Universal Studios was the really the first spark of like a Hollywood theme park switching over. Yeah, the switch over. I remember that show was there for a long time, the Beetlejuice one. So, well, they used to have a Ghostbusters show and then Beetlejuice joined that. And then Beetlejuice had this like rocking concert thing where... It got pretty crazy, and then to the point where I think now it's just a. I'm looking at the Universal site now. Now it's just a. Looks like a '80s throwback Thursday. Sure, your darkest nightmare. Like yeah, just play some DJ dance party. But before, like it got to the point where you could see Frankenstein, watch him whip, and watch him nay nay. So wasn't that get in there? Oh yeah, I remember that. That's funny. Which is terrible. Which is terrible. But but Universal. Let's talk about Universal first sure. because Universal does, I think, a pretty good job for the most part of transitioning their park at a certain time of the day. Yeah. To this this hollow uh, Halloween horde nights, where they have um, mazes, more like ha- uh, more like haunted house type style of stuff. Yeah. This is very popular. This is more. 
adult stuff yeah. yep. more so than walk than through spook. mazes, scary stuff. I think they cover I think they definitely cover the other half of the field while Disney covers like kid, family, teen, like fun Halloween things you can do. I think that Universal picks up the back half of that, which is there are a couple other mazes that are for, you know, you can, hey, feel free to bring the kid through. There are a couple like, oh, this one's pretty scary. And there are a couple that are like pretty hardcore walkthroughs. You hit it on the head with that. Uh, but at the same time, being as far away as I am, I've only seen some of these. Actually, I've seen all nine of these mazes, but through YouTube. Sure. So I'm coming at them not really experiencing the experience. Right. So they have not, was it nine? It's something One. like that. Yeah, it's like nine different uh, like attractions going on. They have a lot of internet uh, intellectual properties, IPs, as we like to call them over here in the biz. Sure, in the biz. <laughs> in the biz. Well, their biggest the thing, I think, was two of their biggest things, I think, for this year was they have Us. Jordan Peele's Us. Sure. Yeah, they, they do a good and they, job. And they also have uh, Stranger Things. Now, these, these, these mazes will catch you in a line of a good... Two hours, yeah, hour and get, a half. These get crazy. They get busy, especially during the, especially closer to Halloween, and and then they have scare areas in their parks too. So like yeah. you walk through, and like you don't know, you'll see like the craziest, weirdest things. The funny thing about these is they're definitely it's all about the jump scare and like motion scares. Sure, which yeah, is they're they're about getting you getting your blood pressure up, your heart rate going. Yeah, and so I don't I don't know I, I'm I'm on the fence about that. Like I. Because I re I react I don't know if I say I want to say I react differently than other people but like I react defensively. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So oh, like, absolutely. There's some people that like something fall back, scares some me like, like jump and kind of at or swing and that's how you get yourself in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I get kind of in that mode where like if something comes at me, my reaction isn't necessarily to run. Like it's more of a it's a reaction and which sure. doesn't help me in these cases. So I usually can't can't experience these places right 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 um, right they're hard to go through from from what i've seen the the us one looks pretty i mean a lot of these things are cool especially with the intellectual properties because they recreate the scenes so yeah like they, you're things. like walking through the movie or parts of it they're really good about that yeah and they have like cast members who are are going through the motion so like with stranger things even though this one has been very disappointing this year you go through all three seasons so right. you'll see like right first season you see like the lights in the house and yeah you're you're scared by the demogorgons cuz they keep sure. popping up but after a while you're like okay yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like i mean i think that these are really i think that the fact that they can be so different where you go is is important the fact that you kind of can get what you want like also down in California, like Knott's Berry Farms does not scary farms, not scary farms but they do the same yeah. thing. Like they set up some really intense mazes. They bring in some really like some great, like there's a thing I was reading, like they bring in like aerialists and people like jump through things and do some kind of crazy showy things. And I think that's really cool that you can kind of travel around and, and see what you like. Um, one thing that I've always struggled with, cause like at, at Hollywood Horror Nights, like it's super fun and I, I've actually done it and I really liked it. I thought it was cool the way they like set up because it is like, a full transition where at night they're like, okay, cool. We're only open till 6 PM tonight. And you got to go at six because we need an out. We need 30 minutes to set up all the mazes. But the one part that always set me back is like Disneyland does the same thing for Mickey's Halloween party or the not so scary party where they're like, okay guys, it's six. Everybody has to leave because our ticket, because our special event guests, but get they're to not come doing in. that this year. Well, the thing that well, what I, but, they moved it over to California to do Oogie Boogie's like Oogie Boogie's thing is so much fun. I'm a huge fan of the Oogie Boogie's nights. Um, but but yeah, they're not doing they're not doing that. Mickey's not so scary. They're not doing that at Disneyland. No, they have a Halloween fireworks show though at Disneyland now because they don't have to close, which is pretty cool. I guess that so that's great. So see, they're always adapting too because like the last two years we were there for Oogie Boogie, like that was when they started decorating California Adventure and they do some really cool stuff, and now they're just like switching it which is crazy what i was gonna say though is for universal studios like the one part that i didn't really love is that i felt like when i was there during the day i was almost not not in the way but like there are areas you're not allowed to walk into anymore where they're like right this is roped off or this is a maze later tonight so you can't there's so, like you're taking like the tour of like they filmed on this iconic set and there's like this plank wood like you can see the backdrops and stuff during the day or like you'll be right. walking through a section and you can see that it's clearly like 
this weird shitty thing that at night when it's dark and the lights are going, you're like, oh, okay, cool. That could be spooky. But it's a strange thing where my mind is so used to, and this is me being a little bitch probably, but like Disney <laughs> is all about like you never get to see them. Like you, when you're in there, you're in yeah, there. You, like, don't you see- never see the mat, what's going on behind. You should never see stuff that's going to ruin the illusion. And You're, and, in, a, you're in a bowl. You, like, you barely get to see outside of the yes. park, from the park. And so yeah. um, in this one for me, it's like, I don't like that. Going to the event is super fun. But during the day, I'm like, oh, shit, you sh- I can't even go into this area because you have it blocked off for a thing you're going to do in five hours. Where Disney's more like, we just do different stuff, but everything's still accessible. And some of the Halloween rides are still going during the day. So, like, have fun. I'm not saying that one's better than the other because they do totally different things. If you want to get scared, don't go to the Disney stuff. So, but yeah. at the same time, I think it's cool that parks do this. Even, I mean, even SeaWorld has, like, a freaking Halloween night they do. So, Everybody mm-hmm. does something to give you a little extra pep in your step and a little extra something to do on Halloween. I think the two parks that probably lead it up, though, is definitely Universal Studios and sure. uh, Disneyland. Of and course. I wanted to, I really wanted to, uh, excuse me, uh, I really wanted to, you know, give props to Halloween Horror Nights because of, they've done some really cool stuff. I think the Us exhibit or maze or whatever is actually pretty cool because you start out in the fucking uh, mirror funhouse. Mm-hmm. So you go through that whole thing and then it's just in a, it, yo, it's like you're walking through the movie and the sets and like, you'll go from the, the boardwalk to the houses, to the forest, to it's good. It, it looks pretty good. And, and I think the cast members have like a lot of the motions down and you hear red talking the whole time. Damn. Another one I wanted to point out was they have like a holiday maze, which goes through the calendar year. Right. It's all scary takes on the, the calendar year. But it's po- like from what I've read and people's reactions, that's the best one to go to. So if really if you're if you're looking to hit up Halloween uh, Horror Nights, the worst one I'm hearing is actually the Stranger Things one because it's very really? disappointing. And well, it's the longest line. And it's the longest line. Sure. So I want to get into that. Yeah, so the thing is, two things, two tips. If you're going to go to the Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios, you're going to want to get an express pass. Even oh, yeah, though I know it's... you got to get on that. It's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a, a double the ticket price, so it's a lot of money. I understand. But if you're looking for that scare factor, definitely one thing you can avoid is the Walking Dead because that's open year-round. Yeah, you can go that anytime you want. Yeah. Um, but the ones to hit up is definitely the Hollywood ho- or Halloween Horror Night or uh, sorry, is the holiday uh, maze. And then another cool one that's I think is more nostalgic for people is the Ghostbuster maze. It's basically just a retelling of the movie. Interesting. It's nothing really. Cra- it's nothing really too scary or crazy, but there's some cool stuff in there that I liked. OK, but OK. That that and the the us one was pretty good from what I've seen. Um, but I want to spend a little bit more time talking about Disney because Disney does obviously a little bit of that extra. Sure. And sure. With I want to start with California Adventures. I mean, they really they do not only something different than what Disneyland does, but I mean that Cars Land really went out of the out of the way this year. Oh, absolutely! Went, Cars Land goes crazy. It's so cool. Like they turn into like they turn into a whole Halloween little town. Like even things are turned into pumpkins and everything is different. Like it's one of my favorite things to do is to go there for Halloween. Cause it's such a transition from the normal radiator Springs. It's so awesome. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's definitely transformed even to the point where like the cones are like jack-o'-lanterns, the tires are yep. different. And like, uh, they and have like, I love they like make it diverse too. Cause like Ramon's paint shop is all day of the dead. And so it's like painted that yep. way and inside there's those oh, big things they- and it's so cool. They also did this year, um, what was that movie that just came out? Uh, Coco. Co- yeah, they just did a whole Coco Yeah, there's thing a big Coco there. section that they do every year, and they have like special food for Coco, and there's like a place where you can go in. And uh, it's, yeah, they, they do a great job. I mean, there, one of the also the cool things is that while Disneyland, the rides um, are all like hyper, or uh, Ghost Galaxy is what Space Mountain turns into, where you're being chased by this Ghost Galaxy. That's all day long. Which I love. Oh, it's such a great way to do Space Mountain. Um but if when you're in there, once it gets to a certain hour of the day, like seven or eight, uh, Tower, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, it actually changes from being the regular Guardians ride, to Escape from the Collector or whatever, to being 
Monsters After Dark, and it's the same like the same ride experience. It's like a sequel. It's like a sequel to that. Yeah, ride. it's basically like right after they all break out of prison, then then all the monsters get loose, and so it's like the music turns into like hard metal music. You actually get a little more of a jostly up and down ride, and the song is awesome, and like it's a totally different story you get to watch happen. In fact, as you walk through the whole thing, like you can't even walk through the normal line or like things are like closed off. It seems totally different. And they just make that transition really quickly. You would never know it was a thing during the day when yeah, you the ride the that, normal Guardians. Right. And the thing I also like, just the, the small detail, right? Like right. the cast members of that ride will start to like, you see them kind of in a panic mode, but they're trying to play it cool. Like the monsters have not escaped. Like yeah, everything's, like, everything's fine. fine. Just Don't get it, guys. Just get into the get into the elevator. Everyone's fine. Everything's fine. Like, but, right. but really, like shit's fucked up. Yeah, like so, things have gone sideways. It's that's awesome. the details that I love. Yeah, that's the details I love about it. Um, so this year, like I said, they kind of they changed a certain area to do like this. Uh, Kind of like a maze, but it's not so spooky, oogly boogly party or whatever <laughs> in, in California Venture. Yeah, it's supposed to be like lighthearted so kids can trick or treat or whatever sure. through there. But one of the biggest details that I love that Disney does is um, the menu. They change. Oh, there's you like, get such good special stuff. It's different at different places, much like the food is in the park anyway. Right. You're talking. What is there? There's like a. Uh, a pump, uh, no, no, no. Oh, uh, black cher- there's a black cherry j- mint julep oh, in yeah. New Orleans Square. There's like a uh, caramel apple rum thing. They're, like they got drinks in California, obviously, but sure. I've seen some of the there's like a mummy uh, macaroon. Yeah, there's special macaroon, special cookies, like there's special drinks, there's special like popcorn buckets you that are exclusive to the Halloween time. There's so much cool stuff that you just have to be there to get. Yeah, I think, I think Disney. Obviously, they're all about details and and finite stuff, so it's hard to right. not throw them up at the top. But my only biggest thing is the, the Haunted Mansion. I think it could wait till November to switch over. To I think it could too. I don't think it's necessarily going to hurt it. I don't, but I get that. What is it work work wise? Right. It's yeah, I think that they're issue. like, okay, we got to get this done, and like, I think this was the year to maybe skip it. But then people are really looking forward to the fact that it's different, and you know. I it's a weird place to be in, but I think that you know they've made kind of this culture of we change things for for ha- Halloween especially. Christmas gets a big deck decorations everywhere for the holidays, but like this is when we really like focus on rides and give people new experiences and special parties. And like I think they just gotta they just gotta do it. They're in it now. Um, there's been some dope merchandise too for Halloween over at Disney. Oh yeah. Um, especially with Honda Mansion being the fiftieth anniversary. There's some stuff that I've been trying to get my hands on. It's expensive, hard to get. What I want to know is, what's your favorite theme park uh, edition they do for Halloween? Hit us up on that Say app. I'm going to open up a forum, hopefully tomorrow, when this drops, so that we can all talk about our favorite holiday things at theme parks, because uh, yeah. there's something very unique. The other thing I'm going to open up to, and I said this on Splash Trash Man, was, are you going to go see the Irishman? In theaters, or are you going to wait for it to come out on Netflix? Ooh. Because that's a big detail that I think everyone's going to over overlook because it comes out in theaters November 1st, but it'll be on your streaming services, or Netflix rather, on November 27th. That's a big jump. That's the one to watch. What are you going to do, Chris? I'll probably, well, I'll probably wait for it on Netflix, I'll be honest. I'd like to watch it safety in my home. I know it's going to be long and intense. But it's also supposed to be like movie of the year. That's probably why I want to watch it at home, you know, because I'm just like, oh, I'm going to really interesting. buckle interesting. in for this See, I, I definitely am all about watching the movie in their the format they're made for. Interesting. So okay, like, well, now you maybe got me sold on it, actually, because I do try and get that Academy Award pass every year, and it's like, let you go to the movie theater and see them all, and there's like a schedule, like, everything's mm. up for Best Picture and Best Actor and Best Actress. So... When does that come out? It's usually like the... It's usually like the week of, I don't know, maybe like February, January to February, so I have to wait a bit, but whatever. Either way, uh, we're all about that stuff. We're nerd junkies over here. We all, we love the content. We love want to hear what you guys love and how we can uh, elevate the nerd culture itself. Hell yes. Uh, we talked about some dope stuff today. I'm, I'm super juiced. This is our Halloween special. Oh. We'll be back next week talking all about Terminator. Oh, yeah. I'll, we'll be back. <laughs> and all that Boy. Austin Avista shit. Yeah. <laughs> all that shit. Boy. Boy. Uh, definitely... T- 
definitely check us out. We got I'll put a link for the Say app in the description below. That's where we open up the forum and you guys can say whatever you want. Just throw a video in there and we'll respond to you firsthand and we go nuts and and everybody can say their piece. Mm-hmm. Because we want to know what you like. Because we can talk all day about what we like. Oh, yeah. um, this has been G Splash episode number 103 of the dopest podcast on this earth. This the dope show. I'm Bradley Bax with my man Chris Spooky Watts. We <laughs> I've been your ghost host. I'm out of here, baby. Peace. Rocky Watts ride that shotgun with me. Suicide squad, yeah, we terrorize the city. This the G Splash, so just you get with it. Cause if you don't, you won't know shit about shit. Bucky Watts, right that shotgun with me. Suicide squad, yeah, we terrorize the city. This the G Splash, so just you get with it. Otherwise, you don't know shit about shit.